welcome to a very special edition of the 24K podcast. We are here at the Cherry Cricket, downtown Denver. Chris Dempsey, Katie Wingie, as always, and a very special guest yeah. is joining us. Monte Morris, thanks for joining us. No problem, man. I'm excited. A lot of people out tonight, so we're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, let's start uh, by talking about your camp yesterday. Dempsey, yeah. do you want to bring anything up? Yeah, I, I don't do. want to bring it up yeah, myself, yeah, so yeah, you can because, bring it up. You know, I'm, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, uh-huh. and <laughs> I see Katie Wingy knocking down a half-court half shot. Yeah. I just can I get some applause for that, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> walk me through that entire scenario there. All right, so this will happen. I was like, Katie, what's you shoot in high school from three? She said about 40-some percent, you know, because I seen her knock down like five in a row from three. Same shot, same follow-through. I was surprised because I'd never seen her really shoot in person. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. So I shot a half-court shot. I missed it, and I said, I bet you can't make it. She said, I bet you I can. She shot it, knocked it down. Everybody went crazy. First try. First try. First try. That was big time. That's the Katie that we know and love. That's the Katie that we know and love. But you know what? How was the camp? Talk to us about that. The camp was big time. Uh, The pro sports, um, they didn't tell me how many kids was actually there. So I thought it was going to be like 50-some kids. It was way more. Um, I walked in. They had like a bleacher full of kids. Got in between, everyone took pictures. You know, we had a dance-off in there. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and guys was competing uh, at a high level. Everybody, it was just a fun camp. You just felt the energy in there. It was well-organized, well-ran, and everything was just phenomenal. It was fun. Guess what song the dance-off was to? What? Guess. Sicko mode? I don't know. (laughs) You tell them. Uh, So we did the... Old Town Road, the horses in the back. <laughs> Kids went crazy. It's amazing. Kids erupt for that song. Yeah, no I don't doubt. know what it is. That they is... love it, though. What does it mean to you to have an opportunity now in the offseason to be able to get involved with the Denver community? You haven't been here that long, yeah. but you've already made a footprint in this community. Um, it's big time. Um, you know, just you know, my story uh, that I went through alone, uh, a lot of fans hit me up about it and asked me, you know, how can I translate that to their lives and what I went through to motivate them to keep going. And uh, this this community supported us all year, and the least I can do is answer fans when they DM me about things because, you know, um, it would mean so much if I was in issues and somebody else, you know, answer back. So that's how I look at things. I go about it and show everybody love, you know, that I can. And so that's cool. Were you surprised at all at that response? You know, you, you tell your story and then people are, uh-huh. now they want to know, now yeah. they want the advice. How do they get to a space uh, using your, 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 your life experience? I mean, I try, to, I try to tell people basketball, you know, was just a journey for me, another, another road in my life. But you can take basketball and compare it to anything in your life. And uh, you can compare things, you know, adversity. You know, adversity can be at your job. Adversity can be with your family or anything. But it's all about how you answer adversity when it knocks and. Uh, it just don't have to be basketball-related, sports-related. You can compare that to anything. So I just try to tell people, no matter what you go through, it's always light at the end of the tunnel, and that's how I look at everything. You know, it, it, it can't rain forever, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Some sun got to come around sooner or later. I had the privilege of being at camp, and it was crazy. I mean, we talked about this yeah. afterwards, how you thought there were going to be 50 campers yeah, that yeah. showed up, and there were like 150 kids uh-huh. that were there. And I, I talked to a couple of them, and, and they didn't talk about so much the basketball experience. They were more like, 
Monte's such a cool dude. Yeah. Like what he's come from, what he's been yeah. through. That your inspirational story is what was inspirational to them. Yeah. How does it make you feel that you're more than just a basketball player to these kids? Um, it felt like I did my job because every coach, you know, you met Coach Williams from my high school. Yep. His job, his message when I was in high school was you good on the basketball and I want to shape you when you leave here to be a better person, a better man going on to college. And that was the same message from Coach Hoiberg, Coach, Coach uh, Prom at Iowa State. So me getting that feedback from them just let me know that, you know, I'm taking everything, I'm soaking up everything that they told me and not just talking about basketball to these kids because, you know, everybody's not going to get a chance to play in the NBA. It's just the uh, statistic-wise. But other than that, you can be – you can do so much more than the NBA. It's other ways to make money in this world, and that's my message to everybody, uh, that everybody can veer off and do their own thing. Do you have more camps coming up? Yeah. Not, not just in, in Colorado, yeah. but anywhere. Just uh, fill us in on the schedule. Yeah, so um, I got a camp August 4th in Ames, Iowa, um, going back to my alma mater, giving a big camp. Um, and then a day later, I fly to London. Uh, me and Gary Harris doing a camp out there oh, in London okay. for a few days. I so want to be on that trip. <laughs> That's what, yeah. So it'll be real fun. Real fun. Um, when, when you – I wonder how much camps you knew that that was something that you wanted to do. Just the minute that you got in the NBA, this is something – this is a way that I want to give back to the community. This way I want to um, impact other kids. Yeah. Um, like me, I try to – take what I did because like I said when I was younger I went to uh, Detroit Pistons camps when Chauncey was there and Chauncey was my favorite point guard growing up um, so I knew how much that had an impact on my life man uh, Hug and Rasheed Wallace and Rip Hamilton and those guys just them just giving you five seconds of their time man mm -hmm. just knowing how valuable it is seeing them on the biggest stage on TV just like kids see us on TV in the playoffs and winning games, man. So the time you take out with them, it's just a small impact, but it means a lot. Cause you never know if you turn a kid down, you know, they might fold and not want to play ball no more. But if you give a kid some love, you know, it goes a long way, man. Ain't no telling what you can turn that kid into and what motivation you can give them. So I just try to always do positive for everybody um, and have a blast. Yeah. For those that are just joining us, we are at the Cherry Cricket. We are live on the Nuggets Facebook page. This will be a 24K podcast, yeah. recording it live here on draft night. But first and foremost, we were just talking about how there are so many Iowa State fans. Check out behind you right now. Yeah, we got Iowa State Nation, shirts. Nation. we got an Iowa State flag. Nation. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some Nuggets fans hanging out here. Everybody's sure. excited for Monte Much to be love. here. I, Iowa State, uh -huh. you, you know, you, you mentioned you were having a camp there, but I, that city means a lot to you. Yeah. Why did, why did it leave that much of an impression on you? Um, how much did you grow while you were there? Um, it meant so much to me because Iowa State was in my corner when I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I was a small guy. I started getting offers later, like my junior senior year, but Iowa State, that was like one of my first letters. Fairfield University was my first offer, but Iowa State was always around calling me. And, you know, we was like, well, we're not going to Ames, Iowa. We're not seeing what's <laughs> right. like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, they embraced me. And I wanted to, I told my mom, I, I've been an underdog all my life. Let me go to Iowa State somewhere where they're not used to seeing pros every single year. I didn't want to go to a program that was already established. I want to go somewhere where I can leave my legacy. And, uh, you know, I was able to do that. And at the end of the day, I came in, 
had to work for everything I got there. I didn't start, was playing 12 minutes a game off the bench. Yeah. Um, conference season came around, fans embraced me, and we don't have a pro team there, so um, they made me mature very quickly because <laughs> you couldn't just everywhere you go, everywhere yeah. you were. They knew who you were. I've been to Ames, Iowa exactly. many times, exactly. and that is that's it for sure. It's a great so, basketball town. So about 12 of us out of 60,000, you had to change the way you lived and the way you went. So I feel like it kind of matured me early, but the school pride was big time, and uh, I wore my heart on my sleeve there. I always say this about Ames, Iowa. Yeah. When I would go to cover basketball games there, that was one of the loudest places, yeah. <laughs> the loudest college play Very, I've ever been. Way louder than Kentucky. Yeah. Way louder this guy than might Kentucky. Way louder than Kentucky. Welcome Jared Vanderbilt to the right. table. <laughs> Jared Vanderbilt is also here tonight. Guys, give it up for Vando a little bit. We're going to see him at Summer League coming up here. But since it is draft night, let's just get into that with you guys. Tay, you posted something today about your full draft day experience. Yeah. Will you just walk us through that, and then Vando will do the same thing for you. Right. Take us back to that moment. Yeah, so uh, my draft day was, was crazy. We flew back. We flew from L.A. all the way to Flint, Michigan. Uh, I had a big draft party. It was a whole bunch of people there. <laughs> I had like 30 hats for all the NBA teams because I didn't know where I was going. Um, a lot of news coverage. Uh, I didn't end up getting drafted till like 11 o'clock my time. The draft came on about like 7 or 8. The Nuggets called me and was like, look, man, we're very interested. We can't promise you nothing. We got three point guards already. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take the opportunity. They called my name with the 51st pick. Everybody went crazy. I flew to Denver the next day, worked out, and that's where I started my journey. So, Really quickly, what's it like waiting four hours? Oh, my God. <laughs> I had a draft party. So I had, I had my homeboys, my best friends, everybody like, what's up, man? When they picking you? I'm like, yo, Lonzo Boys just got picked number two. I'm not going that high. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, in the long run, it was cool. Yeah. I got so much attention because they love me so much. They kept asking. I had to go to a back room. And once I knew I was about to get picked, I came out came with everybody. <laughs> and everything was cool. But that draft party, that was the most, like, stressful day of my entire life. Like, yeah. that was a day where – it, you just wanted to make everybody so happy, but it really not in your control. So, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, mine was pretty similar to Monte's. Um, I had no idea where I was going. So, like, the nerves was just going through my body. Um, I had something similar at the crib, too, just with the whole family. So, But um, I was really shocked when I got called by Denver because I had never talked to anybody, no interviews. So it was a complete surprise getting a call from Denver. So, but, I mean – Hearing your name called is like the best feeling in the world, you know, uh, especially when you didn't know where you was going. So, you know, I was grateful for it. I had my family, my friends, everybody was there. So, I mean, it's really a day to remember. So, like, like I say, these guys looking at it now, it's just um, like this day really changes lives. So it's a great feeling. And, Jared, you were taking a, a, a chance. I mean, you were injured. Mm. You didn't play many games and you were leaving. Mm. What, what is that like in terms of, Making that decision and then thinking, all right, did I make the right decision? Is someone going to draft me? I mean, walk us through that entire process. I mean, it was stressful because, like, going into my college season, you know, I was considered, like, a high lottery pick, draft pick. And then I got hurt, so it kind of dropped down. And then I played a little bit. So it was like a roller coaster all year. And um, when I got hurt that last time, I really didn't know what to expect, whether I was going to get drafted or not. But, uh, you know, talking to my coaches and family, you know, they wanted me to take that risk. So I did that, and, um, you know, it turned out well. So, And, um, 
you know, I'm kind of glad I didn't get a lottery pick because then I wouldn't end up here. And this is, you know, this is a great spot. This is where I want to be. So, you know, like, I'm, I'm like grateful. That ass. <laughs> like that ass. <laughs> On this day, we like to think back just a little bit. You mentioned the moment of hearing your name called. Well, Nikola Jokic, he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. That's crazy. I <laughs> like he didn't that. even get his name called, really. I mean. You guys were in that moment. You heard your name called, but can you even believe that that guy is your teammate and how far he's come? Yeah, I mean, Nicola, man, he's he's a humble guy. Um, he has like this nonchalant thing about him, <laughs> but he go out there and give you a triple double every night. Uh, it's crazy. I always ask him because we stay in the same building, so I drive him back always from the airport. He hate when I check my suitcase <laughs> under because he be ready to go every time. <laughs> He made me knock the snow off my car and everything, but he's a he's a cool guy, man. No, Monte, hurry up, Monte, hurry up, hurry up. I gotta get home. So, but he, he's a cool guy, man. I love that guy. Everything he stand for. I like that he like horses too. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. I never I would have never knew. Speaking of significant seasons, I mean, you had one. You played all 82 games, including preseason and postseason. Were you right at 100? It's about 100. I think he was right, I think he was, I think he was like right at 100. Yeah, 101. 101. 101. How, how on earth did your body respond to, to that for the, going through that for the first time? Me, honestly, I, I can't even tell you. So I always thank God, always <laughs> pray about things. Because that's three college seasons yeah. in, in one, you know, and let alone I already did four. <laughs> so that's a lot of wear and tear on my body. That's but, you know, I, I, shout out to my – uh, the training staff, the strength coaches, uh, keeping me healthy, and I was able to push through. So I'm excited about it. I want to ask you how much you helped. Jared, how much did Monte step in for you this season? Kind of being from a similar situation, I guess, being drafted, you know, late in the draft. Summer League now is coming up. Monte, you had a great Summer League mm -hmm. last summer. Just how much has Monte influenced you, Vando? I mean, he influenced a lot. You know, like he would say, he just told me to stay locked, you know, uh, just trust the process. Uh, no matter where I got picked, you know, everybody got the same opportunity from now. So, and, um, you know, like Nicola and the, the Nuggets, you know, they known for getting second round still. So, you know, uh, me and Monte want to keep that tradition going. So, um, you know, he, he's been a lot helpful just, you know, telling us the, role, the ropes and how he did last year, how he wasn't playing last year. And now he's playing 82 games and being a, playing good minutes. So, um, kind of similar to me like how I didn't really play that much uh, this past year but you just never know this year just go out there do what you can do play hard and you know you know you can turn out to play in minutes so I have, to what he said. I have to imagine that you watching them play and get that deep into the play how excited does that make you to get on the court to to contribute to what they're have started uh, what they've started doing already I mean it was very exciting I couldn't ask for a better rookie year you know yeah. Going that deep in the playoffs your first year, just getting to experience, even though you're not playing, but just having that experience under your belt, you know, it was, it was just great. So, um, you know, it just made me really want to get out there and help the team and contribute. And, um, you know, really just looking forward to next year to see what we can do. Well, we're going to see you in Summer League soon. For sure. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk about it. First of all, just – uh, give us the rundown on um, uh, are you guys working out as, as a team practicing? What? Just give us a rundown on what the, where we're at in the process right now. Yeah, the young guys been working out, you know, uh, past couple weeks, you know, just trying to get chemistry, get in shape and stuff like that. Um, the rest of the team hasn't came yet, but for now we're just trying to work with, with each other right now. Yeah. And, and then 
when you get on the court, like we saw you, and I think the rebounding stood out to everybody. But what haven't we seen from your game that we're going to see in the summer league? I would say a little bit of everything. You know, uh, playmaking, being able to, you know, get the ball off the rim and make plays and push the ball, um, being a versatile defender, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just being that leader offensively, defensively, and uh, just being that vocal guy out there. Monte, give us the scouting report on Vando. Man, he surprised me. I, I actually, we didn't practice much, so I didn't really know, you know, what he brought to the table. Um, I seen glimpses of it when we were getting blew out by Brooklyn Nets early. <laughs> they threw him in. He got like, how many rebounds out? Like, he got seven. He had like seven. And like, he knows. His motor is really is, is phenomenal. Like, I played pickup with him the other day. He runs the court every single time. Yeah. He can dribble it. He can pass it. He can handle it and finish at a high level. A lot of people, you know, at his size is not doing that. Like, like he runs the court. You know how Kenneth used to run the court? Yeah. Like, he runs it every time. You like know, that. like how Kenneth. So, um, we need somebody like that. And, you know, he got more than just rim running to his game. He can dribble it, mm-hmm. pass it. He got all that. So, he fits our offense. He fits our offense very well. I'm excited for him, and uh, I'm ready to see how his career goes. I think that's the thing that, I, that stood out to me most when you watch videos of, of him, especially in high school, is the ball handling yeah. and the play big in, the, in the open court. Yeah. And we haven't seen any of that just quite yet. Yeah. And that's what when you were alluding to. You've been able to see that oh, behind yeah. the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, we're going to keep working behind the scenes <laughs> until we get in front of them big lights. <laughs> it's going to start in Vegas. And little bro got to put on for us. So no that's doubt. all. Yeah. <laughs> Can we ask the question that a lot of these fans are wondering about, and that is your guys' scouting report on Michael Porter oh, Jr. Yeah. and what he's going to be like first. in summer I'll league? <laughs> you know him probably better than anyone, Vando. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike's a great player. You can expect great things from him. I mean, I'm just glad to finally see him healthy, you know, running up and down the court and, you know, getting back to the old Mike, how we, how I seen him playing in high school, you know, when he was, you know, the top player in the country. So, uh, I mean, Mike's a high-level athlete. You know, he can score the ball. And um, it's not too many people that can do what he do at his size and just rise up and shoot over anybody. And uh, so, like I said, I'm really excited to, to see him play and to play with him in summer league. You know, it should be a great time. So hopefully everybody come out there and, you know, uh, watch us put on the show. Yeah. I mean, my thing about Mike, he can shoot the ball so good. Um, and at his size, man, he can put it on the floor. Yeah. And he don't even – Right now, he's just playing off his talent. Like, from high school, he's just learning how good he really is. Once he figure that out and get to his spots and know what his go-to moves are, oh, man, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be special. It's a fun time for us. We're real young. We're real athletic. Uh, we're just ready to show everybody what, we, what we're capable of when we add these guys along. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because this draft is going on, and obviously the Nuggets don't have any draft picks. But I would, I, I would guess that this is – Michael Porter Jr. is the draft pick. He, he's the guy. He's the yeah, draft pick. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. yeah. Any day of the week, we got to steal, you know, with him. Um, and we happy, you know, about it. He's taking his time. He's been working real hard to put on some muscle. So um, I'm excited for Mike just like everybody – here, the whole world excited for my. Everybody want to see Mike. Well, well and, and he's talked a lot. How's he talk? Talk, talk, talk about talk. Michael Porter Jr.'s chatter. Oh, I mean, one thing about Mike, he, he will talk a lot, but you know, I can't say he he, he backs it up. You know, he, he goes out there and performs at a high level, and uh, he's a he's a great competitor. So that's the best thing about him. Um, even when we go out there and we match up against each other, he just loves to compete. So that's the yeah. best thing about him. You guys have played a lot with him just in pickup, probably yeah, pick more than up. a lot of the rest of the team. Yeah. But 
what is he like as a person? You rehabbed alongside him. I mean, you've been around him in the locker room. Yeah. Just describe his personality. You know, you know Mike Lightskin, so he's a pretty boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty boy for sure. <laughs> but uh, cool guy. You know, me and his birthday two days apart, so we cancers. You know, sweet guys. You know, man, don't know much about that. But uh, but yeah, Mike's a cool guy, man. He he'd give his last if he had to. Uh, you know, stand up guy. He just he just got that swagger about him that I like. Yeah, I mean, like what Monte said, cool dude. Um, you know, he's really somebody you want to play with and just, you know, just hang around with off the court. He's just got that type of personality. So, um, you know what I'm saying? He, he's just a great dude. But How close did you two get off the court? You guys were always giggling. Yeah. I mean, I think we got super close just over rehab because we was in there at the training room at 7 in the morning every day, you know, when mm -hmm. nobody else was there. So we, we kind of was, not say forced to have that bond, but um, we grew a, a stronger friendship over that. So, um, you know, some days we didn't feel like going to rehab or didn't want to do the stuff. You know, we kind of was just right there to push each other to get through it. And uh, like I said, it's, just, it's a fun time now. We're both healthy and we're both ready to play now. So, you know, it, it, it's a great time for us. If you're joining us on the Nuggets Facebook page, thank you so much. We are live here at the Cherry Cricket. It is draft night, having so much fun. Monte Morris, Chris Dempsey, Jared Vanderbilt, all of us are hanging out here. So much fun. The fans are excited. Yes, uh, <laughs> oh, I got you. Really loud, loud and proud. Love it. I want to get into what you both learned here this past season. I know, obviously, it was super enjoyable. You guys exceeded expectations. Yeah. But, Tay, after the Raptors mm -hmm. win the championship, you sent out a little message yeah. on Twitter. What was that message? Uh, next season going to be special. Remember this tweet. Remember this <laughs> yeah, tweet. Remember this tweet. I mean, I got a lot of feedback from it. I posted it. Um, you know, it was late. I was up thinking. Um, that the sky's the limit for us, but you know, uh, even when, before Golden State started winning, they they show glimpses in the playoffs and they and they lose. Um, so I feel like, you know, with our experience we had with the players we got coming back and what we're adding, man, it should be it should be a no-brainer. We should take off next season because we know how good we can be. Uh, we know how to handle the playoff experience, and um, it's cool. It's cool. I just want the league to be ready because. If we come back and do what we do and trust in each other like we did last year and adding those guys, those pieces, the sky's the limit for us. This, this is how committed he was to that. See, it's one thing to say, you tweet, uh, next season's going to be special. Then you go remember this tweet, remember period, this dot, tweet. end of story. <laughs> I like that energy. You got to remember it. <laughs> the only way to be. Uh, how special can the season be from, from your eyes for the, for the Nuggets next season? I feel like it'll be a great season. You know, um, you know, each season you want to get better than you was last year. So um, now that we got, like he said, 14 games of playoffs under our belt, I mean, not a lot of people in the league can say they got that many games under their belt. So uh, I feel like um, that was like a growing lesson for us. So now we're stronger. We added more pieces. And uh, we just got more experience as a team. So I feel like next year um, adding us and new pieces, I feel like it should be a fun year. I think there's some people out there expecting – a lot of wins from the Nuggets, and I'm wondering yeah. how I think the Nuggets in the recent past have played from a position of, well, nobody thinks we're going to do anything. Right. But now a lot of people think you're going to do a lot of things, and yeah. now with the expectations, how does yeah. that go in that locker room? I mean, I feel like it make, it make everything better. Uh, now we got more talent. We can challenge ourselves because we know we can do it. So we got to hold ourselves to that standard. We got to have a swagger about us. I feel like last year we were winning, but 
we, we ain't had that swagger about us. Now we know our level where we can reach. Like I was talking to Coach Malone the other day. He said, man, you know, our goal was to get to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Now we did that. Our goal should be conference finals, NBA finals. Like, we know we can do it. We know what pieces, what we got to do. It was right there in yeah. our hands, you know. So, like I said, we just going to come back prepared and uh, take a head on and challenge each other individually. I feel like next season more guys will step up, including myself being more vocal, um, just because a lot of guys can respect you more because you kind of been there with them. Mm -hmm. And down the line, man, like those guys that have a voice too in the locker room, we don't really have that locker room where we don't let our young guys talk, you yeah. know. Um, so everybody will be able to step up and, uh, and, and say something if they see something. Yeah. You had your first NBA minutes ever this season. Were you nervous? What were you feeling like when you got in there? What was that moment? I mean, it was a lot going through my head. It wasn't, I wouldn't say I was nervous about playing my minutes. It mainly probably was nervous about um, just like trusting my feet again, just cause I coming off an injury. So that was probably the most nervous part about me. But um, other than that, you know, it was a great day. Because uh, at first I wasn't supposed to play. It was just kind of like a last-minute thing. Like coaches told me, like, literally right before the game, you're suiting up. So it was like I was kind of in shock. But, I mean, um, I did well. So And my teammates was there to congratulate me and support me through the way. So I couldn't ask for better. Do you remember that moment? You know, like, coaches, yeah. like, says the last name. Like, Vanderbilt, you're in. Vando, Vando you're in. Yeah, Morris, Vando, Monte, yeah. you're in. What yeah. is, like, what? take us through that experience. Uh, it was good, man. I seen him check in, decided for him. He played with he played with a ton of energy. Like if you realize, he played with a ton of energy. Uh, I could tell he was legendary. I mean, I was too. My first game. I mean, it's it's just that's just how it is. But um, you could see flashes, man. You know, a guy with no experience in his first game get in. You could just see it, and he was fresh off an of injury too. So that just shows you, man. Like once he, he trusts in everything, like he is now, he's very comfortable and playing this game. Um, he know what he can bring to the table for us, and we definitely need it. So. Me seeing that, everybody showed them love on social media, um, and that was cool, man. I, it was an exciting moment, not for him, but me too, to just see that, because a guy, a guy to get his first minutes so coming off of injuries big time. Well, one of your first NBA experiences was against Chris Paul. Yeah, the Rockets. Yeah. And when take it, for those who don't know the story, kind of take us back yeah. to what that was like for you, and then yeah. the confidence that you gained from yeah. playing so well that game. I remember that like it was yeah. yesterday, but talk about the confidence you gained I from I mean, that. I flew in uh, the night before I got there. Um, we had practice that morning, and then they were like, Monte, you going to play tonight? And I was like, for real? Or y'all just saying this? <laughs> and I was like, for real? I'm like, all right. So Coach Malone got me running through all the plays. Um, we, 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 they actually went live a, a few live segments for me on a shoot around. Uh, I remember like yesterday, yeah. and uh, we getting we getting blew out. We it's third quarter. He subbed all the starters out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I go to check in with Da, and he like, all right, you gonna guard Eric Gordon? As soon as he say that, I see CP taking off his uh, <laughs> his warm up. Coach Malone was like. Monte, you got CP, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I guarded CP at his camp in college, but, yeah. like, it was just different. Like, my first, you know, yeah. appearance in the NBA game, I'm guarding Chris Paul off jump. Um, but, yeah, after a while, my jitters went away, and I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, it's, it's just basketball. And uh, I was able to have a good game, and uh, that, was, that was a game that I, you know, love and that I can say that was my favorite game of my NBA career so, so far. Yeah. Yeah. 
So his was Chris Paul. Do you have a guy that you've gone up against that has been like a oh wow moment for you, or who will that guy be when the moment comes? Um, I wouldn't say there's been a guy because most of the most of the time, once I got in, like those guys were out of the game already. So, <laughs> um, but for I mean next year, I would say um, there's not really one in particular guy, but there's a lot of guys that you know, like I looked up growing up, like you know LeBron and. Uh, KD, James, and stuff, James Harden, and stuff like that. So, I know it'll be fun playing against those guys. Kentucky, there's a lot of you guys in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. How, you, how, sometimes I ask Jamal this, and he seems to, he's like, I don't know if I know this guy, but how close are you to not only the, the players that you play with, but maybe uh, a few uh, that were in classes before you? And, and I, I, how tight is that Kentucky family? I mean, I, I would really say it's just a brotherhood. Like, I'm close to some of the guys that I didn't even go to school with or barely even knew, but um, I feel like uh, we just all share that bond just because it's not easy coming out of Kentucky. You know, we all went to that same grind, and, uh, you know, it's tough. Like, Kentucky is one of those schools that can make or break you. And, um, um, like, the guys that made it out, like, we, like I say, we share that special bond because we know what it took to get there. So no matter, regardless of what class we came in, we all kind of hold that friendship of, you know, just being an alumni of Kentucky, and, uh, you know, that really goes a long way. And I think recently Coach Cal came out and said something in an article, said he, he's most eager to see you play mm. because of your skill set and, and what, what he knows that you bring to the table and how important and how nice is that your former coaches out there really riding for you? Oh, I mean, he's always rode for me because, um, you know, the past couple years, like, he's seen me play, like, high school, he recruited me and stuff, but, like, pretty much the world hasn't really seen me play. You know, I played uh, limited games in college, and then even last year I played limited minutes, you know, limited games. So uh, he's really just eager to, uh, for me to show the world exactly what I can do. And, uh, you know, and uh, I appreciate him for the support. You know, he's been with me through every step of the way. And, um, you know, it's just nice to have a coach like that, you know, to, you know, support you. So we are going to get into some fan questions here coming up. So for those of you that are at the Cherry Cricket, you can come up to the front door, fill out a couple pieces of paper, ask either Jared or Monte. Uh, any questions you have for them, we're going to roll through a couple of them. One of the questions that has already come through on the Nuggets Facebook page is about the dreaded Red Rocks workouts. And you oh, both man. just completed one. <laughs> what are they like? What do you guys do there? It looks like it's always sweltering outside. <laughs> always. What is Felipe putting you through? Man, Red, he can go first. <laughs> I mean, one thing I'll say, Red Rocks will humble you. Me and Brandon thought it was kind of, it was going to be easy, but it was tough, especially with the sun, uh, sun beaming on you. And uh, it was our first time, so we really didn't know what to expect. But hearing from guys like Monte and Will, they was telling us how tough it would be, but we was just kind of like, whatever, yeah, like, we'll get on. through it. But, uh, and they all left saying, <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, we was done for the rest of the weekend. I couldn't even move. It was like, it was crazy, though. But, I mean, it's a great workout, and we do it early in the morning, so that way you can just have the whole day to chill. So, but, uh, I mean, it was tough, though. So, But I won't be going back. I'll just let y'all know. Y'all won't see me at Ray Walks ever again. <laughs> <laughs> what? what, what? What is the workout? Like, what, is, what, what are the elements of the workout? If I wanted to go to Red Rocks and do the Nuggets workout, uh -huh. what does that look like? So you got, uh, you got sets. So you got to run up from the bottom of the stair. You got to skip. So we do three sets of skipping the stairs every other step. And then what we do every step. And then we run the stadium stairs all the way up, 
boom, all the way up. And then you go to the bricks on the side and jump up every one, climb them. Yeah, push up. And that's about three sets of everything. Oh, my gosh. I'm tired. But the just hardest thing. With a minute break thing. in between. The craziest thing is it's like you can make it up, but you got to go back down what you came up. Right. If they had like a slide thing, everything would be cool. <laughs> but like we need, they need like an escalator or something to take you back down, and everything would be cool. But like you going back down 200 steps, 300 steps, like that's crazy. And they can always make it worse. Just when you get think you're getting used to what the workout yeah. is, they can just add something else and make sure, it worse. Definitely amp it up. Or they're cutting, they're cut the rest time in between. So yeah. right. you gotta, it's more. Right. And, and guys like, man, stop going down so fast. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm trying to get this over with. <laughs> so are, are the Red Rocks workouts? Are, are is that all summer long, or is that just maybe a foundation that you guys build on? How how does that work? Uh, I mean, it's we kind of switched it up. Like, that first weekend we went to Red Rocks. Uh, last weekend we went to Metro okay. and kind of like the field. Yeah. And I think tomorrow we're doing, like, this martial arts clash. So each, we, each Friday they kind of switch it up, and I think the next one might be, like, boxing or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's some type of uh, cardio that we do, but we switch it up every, every week. Yeah. Uh, just a quick update from Facebook. Our lovely producer over here, Aaron, is sending me texts of okay. questions. Okay. She just sent me, Monte's mom just said she loves him on Facebook. Uh, so, <laughs> I love Mama you Morris. I love you too, Mama. <laughs> We're going to have fun on one birthday. Always watching. Yeah, Amazing. Right. <laughs> okay, so another Facebook question. Uh, Who's the funniest Nuggets player? <laughs> As they look Who's at the each other. Who's the funniest Nuggets <laughs> Probably Tori. Tori funny, for sure. Let me see. Not including us? I would say, I mean, we got a pretty funny all-around team. So, IT I mean, was really good. IT was funny. IT was funny. Tori is funny. Tori. Everybody funny Mike's in funny. Yeah, well, I say everybody's a different type of funny. But, yeah. um, like, I mean, Tori, with, us all, with us all being young, we can kind of relate. And, you know, Tori funny because Tori don't know what he do sometimes. You're like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, but IT just just funny. IT was really funny. No Oh, let's see. Yeah, no, I have some questions. I have some questions over here as well. Ah, let's um, let's ask this to you. This is from Sally, right, eight years old. How did you feel when you won your first game? Oh, uh, it was good. It felt good. Um, I don't know. I, it was my first NBA win, and um, I was just excited. I always text my mom first and FaceTime right after the game, and she told me congrats. So I was just, I was excited about it. Um, let's, well, did you, did they, y'all, did we win that game when you got in? Yeah, we won that game. Yeah, we won. You know what I'm going to ask you is, I'm, I'm going to go back to Kentucky. All right, yeah. How did you feel when you first won your first game at Kentucky? Um, I mean, it felt good because the first game I played, we lost. And then um, I came back. So I, we actually had one, three, or, like three or something in the row. And yeah. the first game I came back, we lost. So I was like, man, so I should have just stayed on the bench for a couple more games. But uh, we came back home that next time and, I, and won the. <laughs> what up, Rocky? What's up, Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> but no, we won that next. Uh, we won the next game. So yeah. it was just great. Um, that was my first victory I've had in probably a year or something. So it was just, it was great to actually be a part, out there and uh, participate with the team. How loud is Rupp Arena compared to any of the NBA arenas? 
I would say, I mean, rub, rub gets loud because they got some diehard fans. Like, there's nothing else in Kentucky. It's literally just just Kentucky it's basketball. Just basketball. Just I know, like, like here, we got a lot of teams you can root for, yeah. like the Nuggets, the the Rockies, the Broncos. But in, in Kentucky, it's just it's just straight big blue. So yeah, um, sure. it was sold out every game. And, you know, we brought the crowd out. So, you know, it, it's one of the, uh, the loudest arenas I've ever played in. So. Yeah. I've only been there for an NCAA tournament. I've never mm. been there for an actual Kentucky game. Oh, you got to come check one out. Yeah. Put that on the wish list. More All questions. Right. Grayson from Chicago. We're going back to the funny stuff. Who pulls the most pranks on the current Nuggets squad? And you got to give us an example. He might got one. Pranks? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we – Hmm. We ain't really yeah, got nobody I can't think that nobody really do pranks. I mean, the year before, Richard Jefferson, for sure. <laughs> Hands down. Hands down. <laughs> so, I land, so Kenneth would never, never let me get on a plane right away. I had to wait until the staff got on, all the players, and then he let me get on. So one day, we got our per diem. I get my per diem. RJ like, man, Monte, man, you're such a good teammate, man. Here's my per diem for this trip. I opened it. It's a potato chip in there. <laughs> I thought it was somebody. I did, for sure, because I carried his, his suitcases to the plane all the time. I'm thinking he looked out. <laughs> it's a potato chip in there. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, Facebook user would like to know, what's your favorite memory from last season? Um, I would say making the playoffs and, you know, making that deep run was definitely a special moment. But um, I would also just say, like, the plane rides and stuff like that. Like, everybody, you know, the way we bonded and, you know, um, you know communicated. Because you know, I know a lot, of, a lot of teams aren't like that. Yeah. Like, they got a huge age gap in between, you know, the vets and, like, the young guys. So it's not really that much of everybody don't really hang out like that. But um, <laughs> I like how our team kind of came together and we just kind of bonded. What are the planes like? Like, what's going on up there? Obviously, Dempsey and I are on the plane too. But what are you guys doing up there in first class uh, on the Nuggets charter? Yeah, what? What? Uh, I want to know. I mean, <laughs> can't share all that. <laughs> There's a lot of cracking jokes. It's a lot going food, on. Play some cards or something. Yeah, that's about it. Just hanging out, playing 2K. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's Mostly 2K sleep, happening up front. There's yeah. 2K happening up front. Yeah. Yeah, they got 2K. Yeah, 2K. Okay. Sure. 2K God. I'm the 2K God. I always win. Yeah, yeah. He he'll say no. I'm a, I'm a cards guy. I play. He don't know how to play like spades. Oh, okay. I, I play like I a card. So I'm a card. <laughs> All right. Next question from Lorenzo from Pueblo. How many hours a day did you spend practicing growing up? Um, I was playing a lot of AAU ball, so I was just laying in the gym. But like, I just like started like in, once I got to college. As far as like working out a, a long, long time. It was really just me playing ball and just hooping all the time. Um, yeah. I didn't really know how to work on my game at a young age. I was just playing and just having fun. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so just like, yeah. on the court yeah, whenever. Just out there. Just, yeah, out, just yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I would say a lot. I, I Probably like six to seven hours a day. Yeah. But even when I wasn't in the gym, you know, I was in the backyard or something just shooting or I always had a, a ball in my hand. So, uh, like I said, I lived in the gym. I always had a ball with me. So. See Rocky. Let's see, Rocky. How many hours you you spent practicing? I got a question for Rocky. Two? Okay. You ready? So, 
Do you be scared when you go all the way up and then have to shoot a half court shot? <laughs> on a ladder? Is that that's right? Okay, he does. All right. How many hours do you practice doing a half court yeah, shot? How many hours do you practice? No hours. Oh, it's just natural. So just God, God's gift. <laughs> I, I can. He's a liar because he gets on the floor before and practices oh, the half okay. court shot. Not the not his usual half court shot, but the ladder but one. The ladder one. Because I got up there. Whoo! You you can't feel your legs oh, when you're see, up there. I'm, it I'm is. And and you get to the very top when you try and like throw it, you the, ladder the ladder sways. Legs, yeah. The ladder moves. I can't, I can't even begin to describe I don't know how you do what you do. He's a super mascot for a reason, I for guess. Sure. Oh. You want to go? Sure. Okay. This one's from Anthony. Um, I love your game. What is your focus for next year? I, I read something that said you thought you were going to be more explosive. Yeah, yeah. Everything I'm doing else a lot of squats and, and all that. I didn't do legs four times a week this, this week. So uh, <laughs> I think Felipe trying to focus on that, get me faster, uh, yeah. quicker. More explosive. Man, how much faster, more quick can you get? I can get a lot faster. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my mobility and flexibility, I'm a natural type person, mm -hmm. and I run fast now. So once I loosen up all this, I should be able to run way faster. Way faster. And, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah. What's your focus next year coming into the season? What, what, what do we want to see? What are we going to see from you next year? Uh, my main focus is just trying to stay healthy, you know, uh, make sure my body right. Yeah. You know, uh, taking the weight room a lot serious and uh, uh, my uh, recovery, my rehab and everything just so I can be because 82 games is a lot. You know, I, I don't think I've played that in the last three years. So uh, it's going to be a big jump for me. So I would say the main thing right now, just, you know, staying healthy and uh, just staying uh, mentally ready as well. You know, what's your advice? So you just went through 82 and he's going to go through that next year. Yeah. Well, what's your advice to him and, and, as to how to get through that? Um, just take it day by day. Don't don't look ahead. Don't look down the schedule. Just knock it down little by little, and uh, just take every game. Prepare for every game like you would the next. Don't take because we might be playing a, a less you know lesser team, but we got Golden State that Friday. Don't look ahead. Just take it day by day. Prepare yourself for that game, and uh, you will look up, and it'll be All Star Weekend, and then yeah. you'll look up, and you ten games away from the end of the season. It was long, but you know it'll pan out once you set it up and break it down. This is a question from a Facebook viewer. If you're on the Nuggets Facebook page, thank you. Uh, and it's in reference to you guys being young players. And this was actually one of the questions from a fan here as well, talking about the G League and what you guys learned in that setting. But in what setting did you learn the most about the NBA and what it takes to be successful? And I guess, can you just touch on how the G League has both helped you guys? I mean, I only spent like a week in the G League, but... Um it helped a lot just uh, doing that focus. Like when I went down there, um, you know, it kind of humbled you a little bit. You know, you don't take things for granted. Cause like, you know, with the NBA, you taking private jets, you're doing all this, but in the G League, it's not that same situation. You know, people are really down there grinding and uh, they're working hard every day cause they're trying to get to where we at. So uh, it kind of put a lot of things in perspective and basically it just humbled me. So uh, when I went back up there, I was more level-headed. I was more focused and locked in uh, on what I needed to do. Yeah, for me, I spent, like, most of the season my first year in the G League. So I knew how hungry guys was to try to get your spot and try to get 10 days and get opportunity. So uh, it really helped me develop. Um, I wasn't in the cameras. I wasn't in the scene. Uh, I was doing my own thing as far as working out every day, twice a day, mm -hmm. um, working on my jump shot, uh, 
because I knew that would get me on the floor, especially with our offense that we ran. If I could make shots, it would definitely help. So the G League definitely shaped me to, like, like Jared said, never take nothing for granted and just know you in this position for a reason, but it can be going like that. So just cherish it with hard work and dedication. You know, you, both of you guys can speak to this. Is how, how difficult or easy is it to work on what you need to work on in the G League? It's like everybody's yeah. trying to work on what they need to work on in that league. That's the hard part. Yeah. I mean, you got guys out there that's trying to work on the same thing as you on the same team. Right. Sometimes it might not blend together, but um, I was fortunate to be on the team with guys that were trying to get back into the NBA. So they were willing to change and sacrifice things to try to get back and show up, come with a new slate and new image. So we were more like a college hoop team. Like we were all together. Mm. We just wanted to win. It really wasn't guys out there playing for numbers. The numbers fell where they were, but guys never had attitudes. We just seen, wanted to get a, a championship and that's what we, we was doing. So yeah. What about for you? What was that? I mean, mine was kind of different. None of the guys on my team had, had ever been in the league. So they was all trying to feel like they had something to prove. And, you know, um, not saying step on each other's toes, but everybody was just out there just trying to get theirs. And um, especially for me, like a guy coming that was already in the league yeah. um, and trying to come down and mess with them, they was, you know, because um, they wanted to be where I was at. So it was just like, not saying like, I don't know how to put it. It's like, they didn't know. Uh, it's just different. Yeah, like, it's you just, already it's just got di- it, so let yeah. me do my thing. So. Yeah, so it, it, it took them a while for them to even, like, accept me because, like, right. they felt like you're not one of us. Right. And I came down there for, like, I was only down there for, like, a week. So they was yeah. like, oh, you just coming down and you, and you about yeah. to leave. So it took them a while, like, you know, to get adjusted to me and accept me and, like, uh, as a part of the team. But, um, you know, after those couple games, they kind of seen how I played and I wasn't down there just to – um, just shoot every ball, you know. I was trying to, I was trying to be a team and, you know, facilitate and do all that stuff. So after a while, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of grew into that, and you know, it went well from there. It's very interesting that dynamic. It really is interesting how that is down there because everybody is trying to make the league. Coaches are trying to make the league. The referees are trying to make the league. Everybody is down there trying to make the league. So uh, this will be the last fan question from yeah. me, uh, from Mitch. He wants to know what your guys' favorite part of Denver is, the city of Denver. What do you like most? Uh, the mall, Cherry Creek. <laughs> I like shopping. Yeah, you like, like shopping? Yeah, I like it, shopping. Both so. of y'all like shopping. Yeah, I, I like shop, shopping. So I've seen Jerry I spend a lot of my time in the mall. That's my favorite spot. For sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, like I said, I like the mall. Um, <laughs> y'all got a lot of good food spots, so uh, it's very diverse. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like the circus. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Too much. I but yeah, no, I like the weather. Um, you know, I'm from Houston, so it's 100 and humid. So it's nice to get a little breeze every now and then. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when the rain actually cools it off. <laughs> sure. So it just everything humid or not. Sure. Um, I have a question from... Married. Um, anyway, how many shots do you take a day? Um, in season, it's kind of dialed down, but out of season, probably like 500 to 1,000, just depending on what workout I'm doing. Uh, repetition, try to shoot the same shot every time, which isn't easy. Yeah. Because sometimes you get tired and sometimes you feel good. 
when you're tired, you drop your follow through, and when you feel good, you don't hold your follow through. So. <laughs> I try to shoot the same shot every time. I'm still working on it. Well, and your jump shot was obviously a big story this yeah, season. Yeah. Uh, the improvement in it. How do you just how do you keep it in that space? Just keep shooting. Yeah. I mean, now I know why I'm missing shots because I become a better shooter. So when I'm missing short, I know why and I fix it right away. Mm -hmm. um, just repetition and uh, my shots should be definitely better than last year because um, I keep working on it, working more so off balance shots coming off curls and things like yeah. that, something that I was uncomfortable with last season. So I'm focusing that and uh, what I can do good and try to focus on it this season. How many shots you taking today? Uh, about the same. I take about a thousand or at least try to make uh, like 600 at least. So yeah. um, I mean, the main thing for me is right getting the reps in mm -hmm. and uh, just shooting the same, like you said, shooting the same way every time and uh, just trying to gain confidence and, you know, just shooting the ball. And it's a big competition, right? Hmm. In practice competition, isn't there? A, is there? A, is it, are your shots charted? No, for sure. When we go in there during the day, uh, we either compete against each other or compete against like time or something like that, just uh -huh. to just okay. to push each other. And you know, yeah. so we're just not out there just just shooting just to shoot. All right, guys, we have so enjoyed you being yeah. here, Cherry Cricket. Thank you for hosting tonight, Nuggets fans. Thank you for showing out, Nuggets Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Let's leave everybody with this. One word to describe your thoughts about the next season for the Nuggets. Remember me. That's all I'm saying. Everybody going to remember it. Uh, just one word. It's going to be a remarkable season. I got two. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. I like and it. And with that, Stay tuned, Nuggets Nation, for Chris Dempsey, Monte Morris, Jared Vanderbilt, and Super Mascot Rocky. I'm Katie Wingy, and that is another edition of the 24K Pod in the books. Yeah.